demons, 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 demons. <laughs> <laughs> If nothing else, at least we can we can entertain ourselves, right? Yes. Thank God. No. Take a nice centering breath with me. There are ghosts next door, Allison. What? I thought I would start something different. Yeah, I thought I would start something different instead of hi, Allison. This time I thought it was there are ghosts next door, Allison. Welcome to October, Matthew. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna give you the the scared reaction you were no. hoping for. Well, I mean, how scared would you be of ghosts that are happening in Chicago? I hope you wouldn't be scared. A pretty a pretty big wussy, as we've discovered. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So I titled the possible talk today, uh, How to Move Closer to Your Dreamy Career or Life Goals Dreamy. with ADHD. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard. And honestly, that sentence is hard because it doesn't mean exactly what I want it to mean. <laughs> I meant to say how to move closer to your dr dreams. When you have. When you have ADHD. Because it does make it a little bit tougher, I think. Yeah. Based on personal experience. Yeah, it really, really does. And this is also fairly topical for me. Because this week I have been taking part in a manifestation mastery course. Yes, yes that's you right. have. That is all around kind of picking, you know, for the sake of the course, of course, the goal is to move through life with this new set of tips and tricks of creating whatever it is that you're trying to call in. So I just think it's funny that, you know, we didn't take that into account when we came up with this topic. But here it is this week, this thing that I'm doing. And yeah. we're talking about it from another angle. I like that. I think it's apropos. I think, yeah, I think we were just kind of like, what are we going to talk about today? And we've we've had a lot of really fun ideas about this podcast this week. I have, anyway. About people that we'd love to be on this podcast, things we'd love to talk about, places we would love for it to take us, if possible. I don't mm -hmm. know. Is that a thing? Is that a thing that people dream about? I think so. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I think that the only thing about podcasting is it doesn't pay you. <laughs> it doesn't pay you right out of the gate anyway. And that's not something that we care about. That's, I mean, that's not, that's not why we're doing this. The reason I really, really love this podcast is that I get to speak with this level of honesty and just personalness. Anyway, I, yeah, I just... I like this because we can talk mm -hmm. about it's more like what you really what me too mm -hmm. I love that and yeah. I think that people that have yeah. been listening to it and have said things to us about that have felt that and I like that mm -hmm. we're all learning man we're just learning I think a lot of good things that happen to people hopefully including the two of us and all of our friends here in the ADHD 20 community don't necessarily come from a place of I'm trying to make money. Like it's the right. things that you do in earnest because you really care about them. Yeah. That matter. Um, right. And I like one thing that's kind of exhausting me right now that I'm realizing I didn't realize until maybe even this week is hustle culture is everybody trying to turn everything they love into a mm. business. Mm. Where did we start that? It wasn't always this way. 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if it was the advent of the internet that like put these things that like suddenly I had control over, you know, it used to be only businesses could do these things. And now as a person, I can stand up a website or I can go onto Etsy or I can, you know, get a big TikTok following and, and, and make what I'm good at, what I love my career. And it's left me personally questioning. Yeah. Am I allowed no. to say that here? Like, does <clears throat> everything... Are. Does everything have to be a side hustle? Does everything have to be a business? Or can you enjoy some things just for the sake? And that's not saying I don't want more people to listen to ADHD 20 and to grow this community organically and to have lots of friends and for us to get to spend more time podcasting. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you go into everything thinking it's going to be your big money generator and you're, you know, this is this is it. I just I don't know if that how that sits with me anymore. Well, that's interesting. No, I like that because I I think that as a child of two artists, mm-hmm. especially one that is was very much about, you know, the way that she relates to you, to other people, is what you're doing, what you're working on. You could do no mm-hmm. wrong. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you say mm-hmm. or do. But it's, you know, she reacts to the passion and the excitement and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so in my mm-hmm. mind, growing up, the way that I learned is that, oh, I love this, therefore this should probably be something that I try Mm -hmm. to do more and more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And it isn't that I don't have hobbies. I do. I have hobbies. Mm -hmm. I make pizza. You definitely have hobbies. I make pizza. (laughs) I make really good pizza. But I don't want to be a pizza person. (laughs) You don't. I've never once heard you (laughs) confess. Hey, I want to be a pizza person. Come get a pizza matty. A pizza um, matty. A pizza person. Yeah, I don't, no. don't want to be a pizza person. Uh, there's lots of things that I love and I, I would never want to do. And yet, every once in a while, yeah. something speaks to me and I'm like, <clears throat> you know what? What if I could do this more? I think it's definitely Dungeons and Dragons or role-playing mm-hmm. games or yes. creating worlds slash yeah. building things. You know, I've I've lived most of my life as a performer, and I don't have that itch as much, uh-huh. really, at all. Not much at all. I mean, I guess dungeon mastering is a performance. I get it. It is. Yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. But not not in the way that I just said. Oh, if I don't, if I'm not on stage, I'm going to die. And I don't feel that. I'm happy right now. It could change. But I don't feel like that. And so it feels like there's something else brewing. And I'm just kind of yes. just going with excitements because I don't, I don't know. And what that's else. that's a much better way of saying exactly what I was trying to say, which is if you follow the excitement, if you follow the glee and the unbridled joy, that mm-hmm. that's just going to serve you so much better than just following the hustle, just making mm-hmm. everything about making it bigger. Some things you can do for the joy of it, and if they become bigger on their own, naturally, organically, then they were meant to be bigger. And that's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Um, that's exactly, thank you. Cause I was not, I was not the word, no good do words was happening in, in me. <laughs> no good do words. <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, I think we are actually saying something very similar, but you're right. <laughs> you would not want to lose what we just did right now, which is barely makes sense for a good Never. 10 minutes. That you don't ever want to lose. That's what you're telling me. 
<laughs> and I'm with you. I don't want to lose the right to to not make sense on a podcast either, Allison. Especially uh-huh. with you. Uh, <laughs> So in in this manifest, can I share can I share a quote with you? I haven't shared this one with you yet. This is going to be a brand new one to you. This broke my brain. When you can learn that you can do more with less, then you will be able to do less and get more. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it right there. We're not asking to do more work. We're asking for our work to mean more and spend mm-hmm. our time on the meaningful tasks instead yeah. of on the hamster wheel of fear and anxiety um, right. and everything else that we experience in our human moments. And that was kind Ooh. of the spirit in which we created today's topic. So if we, if we want to get back to our roots of ADHD and D&D. Yes, please do. One of the things that I had said was, how do we become resistant and then ultimately immune to psychic damage from unsavory tasks? So how do we learn to, like, stop being so emotionally attached to our work, do the work that needs to get done without letting it affect us so much, Mm -hmm. thus leaving us more open for the work that affects us in a great way? Because that's what I think you and I want, is to come to work and be stirred and shaken and you know i guess i want to be a martini i don't know but no you'd be a great martini man thank you other than no olives but i'm I'm a i'm a twist not a not a dirty yeah i'm a dirty but that's cool that's cool man Um, but that's okay let's let's just do a little quick definition moment what is psychic damage in the world of dungeons and dragons allison Ooh, off the top of my head, it is, yeah. it's, it's damage, <laughs> damage that you feel in your soul. It, it stuns you, right? So it's not like a physical slashing or piercing or bludgeoning any of these, you right. know, boom, boom, booms, but yes. rather it's something that stops you in your tracks and may render you useless for an amount of time. It also yes. may have an impact on what comes next, right? Because if you don't have the mental and emotional wherewithal, then you can't think through taking your next turn or hopping on a reaction. If you're mentally damaged, man, you're not you're not firing on all cylinders. I um, that was very well done. I in Dungeons and Dragons, psychic damage is harnessed mental energy used to harm others. Bing 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 bing. bing. <laughs> Yay! Uh, but yeah, psychic damage. We take it, and and I think uh, as uh, those of the neurodivergent leanings, because it's probably not just ADHD, it yeah. stuns us. When we feel that mental damage, we can't slash don't take the next steps. We can't shake it off. Um, <laughs> we cannot shake it off. It's, it's First of all, for me at least, it's a, it's a much more emotional. It's it, it starts psychic, and then it goes straight to emotional like it's not logical i get embarrassed about it it's it's mm-hmm. not fun there is no such thing for me as a job that i can just half ass i can't do it and i don't know if that's adhd or not the emotional reaction to something though is and so i get i get just so like my day is either good or bad <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's no in between and it's just ridiculous it's it's, it's exhausting the ultimate goal may be to not be that mentally and emotionally 
damaged by these unsavory tasks, right? right. But you and I have to think about like the steps we're going to need to take to get there because yeah. we're not going to start at point A and da-da, nope, doesn't bother me anymore. Right. Um, right. So in the D&D right. world, you know, step one is resistance. So it still hits you. It still affects you, mm-hmm. but not as bad. Right, mm. yeah, you, you get a little half damage now, you know. You so it's like, damage, okay, yeah. well, that's our that's, that's our that's our step forward. Right. So how do we, you know, maybe resistant in the real world? If we're tying this back into real stuff, is we take the damage, but it doesn't sideline our entire day. Uh-huh. You know, we're we're only shaking up for half a day. We're okay after okay. lunch. You sure. know, yeah. You stand up and you have the day's look in your eyes, and you've got like the little baby chickens and stars circling your head. <laughs> Where's your sound effect for that? Damn it. The cuckoo clock. I'll, I'll come up with it. <laughs> That's my stunned yeah. approximation. <laughs> no. Not sad trombone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So okay. that's, it's like that step. Well, step number one is where we are of we mm-hmm. get derailed. If I could become resistant to the psychic damage, maybe I could have gotten half a day's worth of work done. Totes. And then the ultimate goal is becoming being so immune that I go, it's fine. And mm-hmm. I just plow through that work like, you know, whatever. It, it, yeah. It's not affecting me anymore. How do we All get right. there? This is an open-ended question. I'm not expecting Oh, 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 oh you don't answer. have an answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Yes, fine. Yes, that's what this podcast is about, Matt. All of the answers. <laughs> we do not have the answer true, but this idea of having buffs and armors and protection and resistances, right? Like a buff in a role-playing game is usually a spell of some kind, some kind of ward, a magic item. It's a term used in video games to describe increases in the power of a game element, temporarily enhancing a player. Okay, sure. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's something It's something that you do before you go and and take that project on or do that task related to that project that you're kind of like, I can do this. You know, I have been working on something that I came up with on this podcast, this very personal methodology as far as like organizational of tasks and uh, projects and stuff and has been really helpful and fun for me to kind of cloak it in role-playing game terms. So one of the things about it that is interesting to me right now that seem to be helping a lot with ADHD is the idea of energy, right? Like, you know, this is definitely not RPG specific, but a lot of people with ADHD have included that extra parameter to choosing what to do next, how to do something next, right? So you look at a Mm -hmm. bunch of tasks and if you have the wherewithal when you're when you're creating them and you say, this is going to take this much energy. This is going to take this mm-hmm. much. And I think that if I'm like between two possibilities in a day mm-hmm. and I haven't had my full rest, so mm-hmm. my hit points are not, you know, back to full, right? And I know this and I have properly categorized these things that I have to do, I can choose the one that I, I can receive the least amount of psychic damage from. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that is something that is really cool 
to discover. And it, it's weird that I'm discovering it in this very convoluted way, but it's not convoluted to me because it, it tends yeah. to be working, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing that I did today for the first time was pull these tasks together, number them, and roll the D6. There happened to be six. There happened to be six. But definitely going in, knowing the energy of, of what I need to do, like, and also taking away the decision yeah. Decision fatigue, taking away. It, I, yeah. I was like, I rolled it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that one. No, I got to do that one. But it was fine. It was great. Yeah. I did it. It was done. I oh. always have an easy time making decisions for other people and a terrible tam- time making them for myself. So exactly. Analysis paralysis is. That's it. And that's it. So one of the things that I've been working through this week is uh, in this manifestation workshop is making sure that you're in energetic alignment, Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the conversations that I've been having with you and Evan, and I think this is a very, very zoomed out, very, very macro buff, is making sure that the tasks that you're doing are something that cause some kind of genuine emotional reaction, some kind of excitement. That is the ultimate buff. Because mm-hmm. even if, and I think that's what people mean, we know when they say crap, like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that's not, we know that's not true. If you love mm-hmm. what you do, you're going to work a billion percent harder because you mm-hmm. love it so much, but you will be driven by that emotion, by that that almost tangible excitement to push that task to the next level, right? Yes. That's the part that's so hard to justify, especially within the confines of hustle culture, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not, you know, it's not supposed to feel good, it's work. No, I'm throwing it out. I'm, I'm rewriting, rescripting this. Mm-hmm. So one of the exercises, if you will, that we went through this week was all around establishing your core values, like just digging level down, level down, level down until you really get to the why of what drives you. And so mm-hmm. I went through the steps this week, and this is a, a much longer process than we have time for in a in a podcast. But I think it would be fun if we want to take like one thing you want and just like drill for a quick second to see if we can get into kind of a core value of Matthew to see if we can sure. assign that to. Okay. So that way you and I kind of begin to have an idea of our buffs about what types of work we're going to be going after that are going to be the right match for our energy. Mm, so if you can, what's something you want, Matt? I want to have a home with my wife. And I, and I want that to be like the coolest us thing. Already our apartment is an extension of us. But I want there to be absolutely no hesitations. Like she's an extremely frugal person. She can be very thrifty. She does that for fun. I don't want her to have to be frugal. Like I want to just dream it up. Is that does that fit into what you're asking me? I love this so much, and th- like you're without even being asked to. The fact that you're already visualizing it, yeah, that's I huge. am for sure. This is where, with again, within the confines of this here podcast, you can be as specific as you do or don't want. For anybody listening at home, if you want to go through this exercise, the more specific yeah. and the more of what Matt just did, the better. Like, okay. if it's a house, go room by room and talk about the style of kitchen that you want and what you would do with your bonus room. And is there outdoor space? And what colors would you put on the wall? And what artwork mm. would you adorn? And what is going to make your house special? What's the thing that when I arrive, I'm going to say, if you and Lindsay weren't there to greet me, I would know that this is Matt Lindsay's house. So this is what you want. This is what you were holding space for in your life. Why do you want that, Matt? I want that because I feel like there are things that are kind of adult things 
and there are things that I just don't I don't have a lot of adult things in my life. I have my own business. I guess that's kind of it. I feel like having a home that I could call my own. I'm ready to take that on, I think, in my life. And I'm ready to walk out into my yard and say that's on me if it doesn't get done. That's like I'm ready for that re- responsibility. And I think Okay. I think that would be nice. So, based on the lovely word picture that you painted us in mm. question 1. Mm-hmm. You have this, okay? It's here. You have the keys. You and Lindsay are in. You're working on making this mark. Tell me about the feelings that that's going to bring you to have this. <clears throat> okay. I think the feelings are going to be security. Okay. I think I think it's also going to imply something else. So in my mind, like I can dream big. I can dream super big. But I'm mm-hmm. also not an extravagant person, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Lucky for me. But I feel like a house also signifies a more secure future. If it's the house that I want, where I walk in, it has like hardwood floors, and it and it probably is Victorian style in my mind. But inside, it can be super modern, and it can have all the technology, you know, kind of uh-huh. wrapped within. And I walk in, and I start talking to some robot. <laughs> Martini time. How are you? How was your day? Welcome home. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, that, that I would that I would walk in and I could just see that it felt it feels like the homes that I've had in my past where I felt at home. You know. Okay, here we go. When I got married, I didn't think marriage was going to change anything. It just, just didn't matter. Like whatever. It's how's the paper going to change? But it really does. I can't even put a finger on it. It's just a grounding. And I think that if I walk into the foyer of my house that opens up into a living room with a fireplace, probably, and then the dining room into a kitchen, a big kitchen mm-hmm. that can actually fit more than one person at a time, like, mm-hmm. that would be super grounding to me. Again, a very subtle difference because I'm happy now. I'm happy where I live. I'm happy. I, I, I have what I need. I don't need anything and yet, I bet I would feel the difference. I really would. I bet I'd feel the subtle difference. And mm-hmm. that's what I would really love to have. Is that a good answer? I'm not being a petulant toddler. Why do you want that? Why do I want the grounding? Okay. Mm-hmm. I want the grounding because I feel like kids of divorce maybe feel a little bit unmoored, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say maybe kids whose parents die feel that way. I feel like there could be something I could lean into and relax into if I had the wherewithal to envision this place that was super safe and super secure, and it meant a future, right? And the other year during the pandemic, the pandemic where we couldn't go anywhere, we got a Christmas tree. And I just felt this like level of relaxation, this level of contentment. Because, you know, parents got divorced, went to art school, didn't have money, went on the road, spent years without really a home. I never felt like I missed anything, but then got married, started to feel that something that you can lean into, like a rock, which I feel like I was missing. So to me, having a home with Lindsay would be another level of that rock. Do I still need to answer why? (laughs) 
So I, I, I won't I won't torture you anymore on Mike. But like, but this is exactly how you come up with your core values: is that you mm. you keep you start with the big idea. Why do I want that? What will that bring me? What will I feel like when I have it? Why is that important to me? And you just keep asking why. I'm not going to mm. tell you what your core values are. I'm hearing a lot of the same words repeated now, especially mm. the deeper into this we've gotten. Most recently, contentment. And that mm -hmm. makes total sense knowing you and Lindsay and, and mm -hmm. the type of lifestyle that really meshes with you and who you are. I'm hearing a lot about security. I'm hearing a lot about feeling grounded. That's important for us to know, I think, as business partners, as friends, is that like these are the things that make us tick. Mm -hmm. I am swirling when I am not feeling grounded. It's probably why you and Lindsay were drawn to each other. You know, it's like mm -hmm. all of these different things. It explains so much. And so not to go to, you know, meta on all of this in this podcast, but like, I think the better we can get to know ourselves, the better we can answer that question that I posed at the very top of it, which is how do we come resistant to mm. these damages? And what are these natural buffs? And for me, the answer is going to circle back to getting back value? to, you know, what's your core value? So, okay. So, so eventually, like if, if we did keep asking yep. that question, I would eventually hit we some, can't go any further. Are there some on, on a list that are like definitive? Meaning, like, are there five? And so eventually I would hit one of those. Or, Most or... people in the exercises that I'm going through and the work that I'm doing, we've been we've been tasked with coming up with between five and eight. I'll share with the listeners if it's interesting. I came up with a list of seven was what I got uh -huh. to. And my seven okay. core values, as I see it right now, are magic, community acceptance, spirit, ease, creativity, and love. Mm -hmm. When I think about all of that, that influences, and I think that we will get to the place where we are creating our best work. If I can remember these core values and say, does this bring magic into my life? Mm. Does this does this bring love into my life? Is there a community in this? So Okay. That's a really big answer for a really big question that's probably, yeah. you know, chewier than we intended. Um, but it's also it's also the real answer, you know, so I don't want to. Yeah, I, I think it does fit in because it it's again, I think one thing that probably people with ADHD have, at least I do, is the inability to prioritize the mm -hmm. executive dysfunction, right, to not know the difference between this task and this task, right? So you, you're, you're doing what I was talking about earlier with just plain energy. You are even refining that to, mm -hmm. you know, okay, fine, energy, fine, but what does that mean? Well, mm -hmm. the energy is something that you're, you're going to be drawn to those core values. Yep. Like you said, you're going to be drawn to those even when you're exhausted, right? You can move for yes. and, and and find those and and get yes. and get to the places that you might need to be if you are moving in that direction and so yeah that makes that makes total or sense. when i am exhausted these are the <clears throat> feelings that will reinvigorate me not even right. the ones i will totally. be willing to do exhausted but the ones that will then turn that spark back on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and be my and be my wise right i mean that's what a core value is is it's your why like why was i put here what is my purpose <laughs> all mm -hmm. of those different things it's your driving motivating force 
Yeah. And I think that there will be uh, intersections and similarities, you know, especially when we talk about the ones around fun and D&D and, you know, self-discovery and exploration and things like that. You get queued up with the people you're supposed to be, and we right. were all supposed to play D&D together. We will, in the meantime, find alignment in gigs that make us feel grounded. Right. That's going to be more and more important, I think, as we get older and as we're looking through all of these big movements that we want to make, right? And to tie this all back into D&D, I mean, the whole reason of... You know, you're in a campaign and you're traveling through and you're meeting, you know, the big bad evil guys along the road and you're fighting mm -hmm. and that's who's dealing the psychic damage. You're just trying to level up enough to live on to fight another battle, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's all it's all part of making you stronger so that way you can continue the journey and fight through whatever stands in your way. Um, and these are that's what buffs are for. So you at the end of the day, can take the psychic damage and still stay standing and still keep mm -hmm. moving. To um, fight another day. To fight another day we shall. Yeah. Things are getting weird with me. That was fun. Yeah, man, that is fun. <laughs> that is fun. Getting weird, getting weird with my friend AK. Getting... <clears throat> um, you know what we forgot to do, though? We did. We did forget. We did forget. I, you know... You remembered I'm, I'm, every time, though. I am proud of us for remembering this long. And, Me too. And, you know, I, so there are other things that we have said that we were going to start doing along the way that fell off after one episode. So I'm not doing because the they math did of not, when we... They didn't yeah. speak to our core values, is why. They didn't speak to our core values, but this one fit right in. And so yes. we remembered at the end of the day to do it. And that's what's important. It was episode number nine with our, our, our sweet friend tay that we debuted the adhd 100 table mm. what'd you roll i rolled a 59 all right 59 oh oh i love this question i think this might be a fitz question what pc do you wish you'd created so either like one of us that you've Ooh. played with or in a live stream that you've watched wow that's a good question isn't it what pc do i wish that i had created you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the easy answer, and this is strange because I don't even know the show that well. But it's just tough to beat Jester. It's just <gasps> tough to beat Jester. It really, really is. Like Jester, just immediately fun, likable, complicated, layered. Mm -hmm. It's that just is. it's just delight. And we're talking about. Jester, a character created by Laura Bailey of Critical Role, season two, The Mighty Nine. So good. Yep. So. All right. Great answer. Fantastic. And my roll is 18. If you could only roll with one set of your dice for the rest of your life, which set would you choose? Holy moly. And this macaroni. is a good question for you because I have like four beautiful sets. But you have way more than that at this point. You've named your sets. You've named yeah. your sets. Well, I buy, I buy my sets in honor of my character. Like I see a mm. set and know like that that fits this person, mm -hmm. um, or have had them gifted to me in honor of uh, of a character. Oh, that's sweet. Um, so I think I think the set that I always reach for is my Sora set. 
So they're a beautiful set from Dispel Dice. Mm-hmm. They're just gorgeous, sharp edge resin dice, and they've got the like gold mica flakes, and so they're blue and green. So as of course my little water genasi um, swamp creature. I do love, I do love dice. Yeah. Well, we kind of, you know, decided to to around in the day. Yeah. We swung for the fences. <laughs> we did. I I like it. We got serious. We got we, did. we got spiritual. We got spooky. Oh yeah, uh, that's really. the right vibe for for October. Playing it is. The witchy, yeah, is the witchy vibe check. It's, but it's not. It's really truly not that woo woo. Honestly, you're you're asking questions that a therapist would ask. You're asking questions yeah. that friends would ask. You're. It's not just because you're. It, it it involves like being guided and thinking about like bringing things that you want into reality. Doesn't mean it's super woo woo. That's my, that's my last thought on that. I love that. Not, there's nothing wrong with woo-woo. I mean, isn't Dungeons I, and Dragons basically uh, as woo-woo as you can goo? Woo. Woo girl out. Woo, woo girl out. Woo out. Does applause have some I... woo? The, the first thing I heard was woo. There we go. Woo! 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 <laughs> been listening to ADHD 20 a podcast that you can listen to on all the podcasting things you can support this podcast by joining our patreon found at patreon.com slash Bivens brothers if you like please click on all the stars and thumbs and write nice things about us where you can and more importantly share this with other people that might live in the intersection between ADHD and D&D we appreciate you 